before we get this show started, I have to apologize again because the software that I use to record with John, it defaulted once again to my internal microphone. It did not pick up my actual mic. So I, I'm going to have to figure out what's going on there. It usually just defaults to the the actual microphone that I have set up. But uh, for two shows in a row, it's actually instead gone back to my internal computer mic, which is so weird because uh, I, I never set it up that way. So unfortunately for the show that I'm going to do with John, that you'll hear, my audio is going to suck again. John should sound pretty good. But uh, apologies, I'll figure it out. It's just so frustrating when the technology doesn't work exactly the way that you want. But sorry about that. We'll fix it. I'll get it. I'll get it working correctly. Just wanted to let folks know that uh, my audio is going to be a little bit off. Sorry about that. I'm Chanae Ogwumike. I'm Lisa Leslie, and we're very excited to tell you about our new podcast with Blue Wire, Front and Center. Lisa and I are breaking down what's going on in our lives, in the world, and keeping it 100. We're also learning from amazing guests as well, like Emmanuel Acho. People that show love to me, I forever got their back. Vivica A. Fox. If the foundation isn't right, then the rest of it's going to go wrong from there. And more. Subscribe to Front and Center today. What up, what up, everybody? This is Double G for the Fight Game Podcast. John, all of a sudden, two of your boys, two of your two two guys who you booked mo- uh, many occasions, all of a sudden have a little bit of a, a of a national look. With Dave Dutcher was on AEW Dark. Jr. Kratos is going to be on, I, I believe, uh, New Japan Strong on the on the New Japan World uh, streaming service. What all of a sudden Northern California is getting a little bit of love? What's going on? Uh, it's it's good news, good news all around. I'm really happy for them, happy for Dave Dutra and JR Kratos. And, um, you know, Dave got a look, and JR is getting a look with New Japan, doing New Japan Strong. Um, I like what New Japan Strong is doing, they're, they're just you know, seem to be losing a lot more local talent and featuring them. So, gives the uh, you know, New Japan company a look at these these talents and possibly use them for, you know, tours in Japan in the future and stuff. And, you know, JR has already been in Japan for one tour with all Japan. So mm-hmm. he's has experience with that. So, I mean, I think JR would do well with new Japan. I think he fits right in and, you know, he has a great look and, you know, he just, he comes to the curtain. You just feel like he's a badass. He, you believe it. Um, he doesn't look like your next door neighbor. He, he looks like someone you're like, damn, you saw him like, damn, this, he, he, he must be something. He must be a wrestler or a fighter mm-hmm. or something like that. So, and Dutra, you know, he's, he's, um, he's doing his new gimmick battle King. You know, he's always been kind of his, his little uh, knock on him is always like, you know, he's a good wrestler, but like he needs some kind of gimmick or personality, something to stand out to be just, just, just a good wrestler. So, mm-hmm. He's uh, doing his Battle King gimmick. He was supposed to debut it, of course, at APW. And, you know, but, you know, he got this, you know, with no wrestling going on, he got this opportunity through APW, through Marcus Mack, um, to um, to do uh, AEW. And, and why not just debut the gimmick there? And 
he did a good job. You know, he did a good job with Ricky Starks and he did his job well. He's there to put the pick, put Ricky Starks over and he looked good. So I hope he gets another chance to go back and maybe show a little more. And and uh, I'm looking forward to watching uh, New Japan Strong this weekend. It's going to be uh, really fun because I know JR's across the ring from one of his really good friends, Jeff Cobb. So, And when they get in the ring together, they always have really good magic. So um, they're really good dance partners in there. So I think it's going to be a treat for the f- wrestling fans out there who's never seen JR Cradles before. And, and I'll think I'll think have a good showing. I, I, this is the first time I think I've ever watched more than 30 seconds of Dark. Mm-hmm. And so I'm watching the show. And I just, I, I only watched the Dutra and, and Ricky Starks match. Yeah. And so I like, I just fast forward, perfect timing. I hit the play button and it goes right to their little graphic. Mm-hmm. And then it says, David Dutura. <laughs> I was like, come on, guys. Uh, What's going on? So Are you surprised? That, 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 Are you surprised? Yeah, I'm surprised because... You know, this they've been doing dark for how long now? It's been you know almost as long as they've been doing dynamite. So you figure mm-hmm. that you know this this is a little bit of a, a consistency here. And I uh, it was kind of cool because uh, you know I was telling Dutra uh, just in in DM in Twitter DM that it's just it's just really cool to see somebody that you know personally. And you see them get a chance and like, cause you know, cause I'm watching him and I'm just wondering, even though this, this taped, I'm just wondering like, Oh, what's going through his mind? You know, what, what is, you know, what is he trying to do? What is he trying to prove? What is What are his hopes coming out of this? Like, I'm just like, just cause I know him a little bit. And so it's kind of cool just to think of it that way. But I, you know, I thought, I thought he looked good. I would hope I had hoped that they would allow him to do a little bit more. Cause generally from what I understand, like the whole, deal is for dark is for is to have you know more competitive matches so i was a little bit surprised to see the the length and and to see uh starks go over so strong mm-hmm. but i i thought i thought dave looked good I, I was tell i was joking with him i was like saying that you know the that warhorse guy what was that what's that what's that guy's name warhorse you're right yeah, yeah yeah i was like i hope they don't like think that you look your you know your thing looks too much like him because you guys have different gimmicks but you know i if someone had said that there's a little bit of like a, a similarity between the look i, I would I, that that was the my first thing was like i hope that they see that he is different from that guy because i think he's actually a better wrestler than that guy well but, they, uh, they haven't invited warhorse back so i guess <laughs> after that performance i i wouldn't invite him back either um but yeah no day i know i know of course It'd be cool to see Dave do a little bit more in the ring, but he did his job what he's directed to. I know, I mean, I know I saw the conversation you guys are having in our group and, and I already know the story and, and, um, uh, you know, they gave him direction and they wanted Ricky Starks to be strong. And that's what you do in a squash yeah, match, fine. you know, like <laughs> a lot of times now, like people feel that ha- everything has to be really competitive. You could be competitive, but like, you don't want like Dutra, like covering, Ricky Starks for a two count or a one count, right? That's the idea. Like it's like you know he's he's a star and, and Dutra's a guy there to put him over, and um, even in like competitive job matches, even in like say Mid South where the job guys, even WWE nineteen ninety two we're watching now with Watts booking, like a lot of the job guys are for the most part 
they get to show a little something like they're decent wrestlers. They, they're not all just meat to get pounded. Um, and, but you notice they don't, they don't cover guys for account or anything. You know, they're not doing big moves. They're maybe, they might be to get a back elbow in there or something little bit. And that's it. And, um, so, uh, that's the, that's just the way, uh, the old school thinking is there. And it's, it's good thinking too. Like he, they should use dark because instead of being like four hour show, what the hell it is. And I think it's like two hours, but if it just seems like forever, the ones I've watched, um, it'd be nice to have shorter matches and some squashes and get some people over. And, and I uh, think in, in in a wink, wink, nudge, nudge kind of way, it's kind of their scouting opportunity too, though. Yeah, but the the, the problem with too with that too is like now you're showing guys losing. Like if you, you should already know a guy. Like you before you can bring a guy in, you would kind of think you kind of want to sign him, right? Or you're high on him. So instead of like putting him out there to lose, even on the internet where anyone can click on and see. I would have him probably in a dark match where it's not taped. It's taped for you to view, right? To watch the, you know, in your office and, and, you know, review it for a week or two and kind of decide what you want to do. And then, and then maybe you want to air it down the line or something like that. But, you know, like, like Will Hobbs, like, you know, Tony Khan's was really high on Will Hobbs after he saw him, but he lost for like weeks on dark. He was loosened for weeks and finally he you know, was getting this opportunity. Now, if he's like, maybe after match one, you saw Will Hobbs and go, damn, you know, this, this guy has something, you know, let's, let's take him off dark. I mean, he can still wrestle on dark matches, you know, not, not tape for YouTube or television, but you know, he can have him work and get, you know, learn how to work in the ring and, and with, with veteran guys, get him ready. And then when we're finally ready to push him, we'll, we'll push him just like Goldberg, like Goldberg lost to someone on TV. Was it Regal that beat him or something like that? Like not on TV, but they taped it and he lost, but then they're like, but then Ken Saul had, had this idea and he's like, hey, we you know let's build this this guy up and he'll be killing people. So they never aired it. And, you know, and then he's became I think they maybe they did air it. But that was like on like a syndication thing. Right. From But they took him off TV is my point. And they didn't do that again to him. And they finally debuted him in September 1997. And you know, the rest was history. Yeah, so if you have a chance to check out, uh, obviously, AW Dark is already on their uh, AEW's YouTube channel. And then if you want to check out Kratos, uh, Friday evening is when they show the uh, the New Japan Strong Show. So AEW Full Gear is this weekend, and I will definitely be checking it out. And for this website and this podcast feed, I am going to try to get Andy Marshall on the show. Andy's been doing a lot of writing for us, mostly been writing about WWE, but I know he also watches AEW. So we're going to kind of get him on, introduce him a little bit, kind of get him in the mix. And we will, uh, we will talk about full gear, which uh, is on Saturday. And for a a show with matches, I think the matches are, are pretty strong. For a show with the builds, I think some of the builds leave a lot to be desired, but we'll talk a little bit more about that when we talk about our AEW review. And then the other thing I wanted to mention is if you go to the Fight Game Media Twitter account, we tweeted a sort of like a video trailer. Um, Justin Nipper did an interview with Fumi Saido and Debbie Malenko, and I think he may actually get a few more episodes out of it. I think they're going to the, – we'll, we'll put this one out at some point. It may even go to the YouTube feed first, and then we'll sort of figure out what else to do with it. 
Uh, I, I, you know, we could put it in this feed as well uh, as sort of like a special show. But I, you know, I'm I'm letting Justin kind of do what he wants to do with it. I think he's got a a fun way to show some some slides and stuff. Doing it on YouTube first, but it's uh, it's pretty cool. If I, I was able to talk to, to Debbie Malenko when she did Wrestling Observer Radio with uh, with Big Dave, and you know, there's a little bit of flirting going on between the two, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> which was kind of fun. But uh, I, I I think. You know, she's trying to get back into the business at, uh, you know, I don't, I don't exactly know what her age is, but she looks like she's in tremendous shape, like no matter what her age is. And so I think this is a little bit of a vehicle for Fumi, who is very close to her. And I think even when she first started wrestling back in the day, I think he was kind of, you know, I, I don't know if he helped get her involved or whatever, but they, they have a, a, a cool relationship. And Justin, you know, Justin's loves the Japanese culture, loves Japanese wrestling. He lived in Japan. He's, he knows how to write in Japanese. So he, I think he saw this as an avenue for us, for, for our website and our podcast to, you know, get a little bit of uh, more of an international audience. So I think what he is attempting to do is going to be really fun. And that's why I hope that they get to do a few more episodes because, I think he'll sort of figure out the project in the way that he wants it. It'll be great exposure for Debbie. Hopefully Debbie will, you know, will get people to understand her story a little bit more and possibly, you know, get booked in in some way. I I don't know where or or where she wants to go, but kind of get her name back out there again. So yeah, that'll be fun. I'm I'm really interested to hear that. I know Justin's, uh, he's been, mixing it and he's trying to figure out the best way to to put it out there so it'll be out there i think we we may have more clips on the twitter feed um he, he may he may do some some more of that before we post it but it'll probably come out sometime next week uh, my, if i was to guess i would say youtube will be the original place but it we're gonna you know there'll be pieces on twitter though i i, I do want to put it in this YouTube, or I'm sorry, in this podcast feed as well, just so we can get more, you know, more people to, to listen to it. So that is on the horizon. Those are the main things that I wanted to bring up. Um, and then, yeah, so before we get to our AEW and NXT stuff, quickly talk about one of our sponsors, Indeed. My company, I've mentioned before that I, I reached out to one, one of my recruiters and I was like, we use Indeed, right? She's like, yeah, I like post to, uh, you know, all X, Y, and Z. And we actually put up another, uh, we put up a, a job rec today for someone who would actually work fairly closely with me. And so my immediate thought is like, oh, I, I wonder if we put it on Indeed. And, and I think we did uh, uh, actually put it on Indeed. So. Now, you know, because Indeed is our sponsor, every time I think of, uh, of, of uh, you know, my, my company, I'm like, oh, you know, we got, we got to put it on Indeed. Because Indeed is the number one job site in the world. They get you the best people and fast. And unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. Uh, so... Right now, what Indeed is offering our listeners, a $75 free credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it faster. 
And to get that free $75 credit, just go to indeed.com slash blue wire. This is their best offer available anywhere. So indeed.com slash blue wire and uh, you, your offer will be valid through December 31st terms and conditions apply. So let's talk about these shows. I, I don't have an idea. Some, sometimes when I'm watching these, I go, okay, I, I have a feeling John will like this or not like this. Like last week, I was pretty sure you, you weren't going to like that show. I have no idea what you, what you thought of AEW this week. Uh, it wasn't that strong. Again, I, I was not a lot of stuff that let me left me scratching my head, you know, going into this pay-per-view. Um, I'm confused about some characters. I was a little disappointed in some match structure, um, some psychology issues, in-ring psychology issues. Um, there's a lot of it, but there's some things I like though. I definitely have some things on some things on my like list, a couple. I thought this show was really fun. And I thought there were some segments on the show that were really strong. And then there were other segments on the show, which I wanted to be strong, which I felt that uh, were not as strong, but we'll, we'll go into it. So um, I think that the number one thing on the show, at least for me, was the Moxley and Kingston face off, because I think, you know, that we, we've talked about this before on this show, which is the do you do the, the the bullet points route where you know maybe there's not as many people you know writing what what they want you to say or do you do the more you know the, the way that WWE does it which is a little bit more involved um, you know memorizing a little bit more and in this case I think the Moxley and Kingston, stuff seemed to be a little bit more of them, of their personality, of, of them figuring out what they want to say for this program. And I really liked it. Like there was a, there were little pieces of like, you know, that these guys are, you know, legit close in, in, in real life. And there were little pieces there that I thought worked really well. And yeah, I just thought this was so great and I, it's 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 amazing to me because this is not necessarily a match that I thought we needed to see again, mm-hmm. and so I was a little worried about the build to it because you know Kingston Moxie already beat him, but the story enough it, it, on its own has made me interested in in this match, and I mean I, I'm gonna guess it, it'll probably go similarly though I don't know for sure. But still, at the end of the day, like the story is good enough to where I do want to see these guys in the ring again. Yeah, you know, I this didn't make my likes or my dislikes. I almost it almost nearly made my likes. I hated the ending when he when Eddie Kingston said, "This is real. This is going to be real. This is you know, or whatever." He kept saying "real" at the end, like like okay, thanks for pointing out everything else is a work that I'm watching, and everything else in the pay per view is going to be a work that I'm watching. But your match is going to be real because you guys really hate each other. I. I don't like that part of it. I'm sure he just obviously ad libbed that, and and he probably wasn't thinking the what it really meant for everything else on the card. Like I, if I was on that you know show, I'd be kind of pissed about that. Like um, he, you can you don't need to say like Ric Flair and Dusty Rose never said this is going to be real. You know when we get in, and, you know they never said stuff like that. But you felt like they hated each other, right? So um, I thought 
Well, first of all, they announced early tonight that Tony Khan, a lot of Tony Khan references this show, by the way. Um, a lot TK. of. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's one of the boys. You know, he wants to be one of the boys. So he's, he has a nickname now. Um, and so I have a feeling Tony Khan 2021 might be a character coming up, I, I guess. He's already kind of a character now, but I think he might be an on screen character soon. And I mean, anyway, I, I mean I, I've talked to him in person. And I've seen him be interviewed. He's going to need to be a lot more polished in order to be accountable on television. So if that is the plan, I hope that he gets his reps in and they just don't throw him out there. Mm, I hope so, too. But I don't know. He might be getting the itch a little bit. Um, You know, they announced earlier in the night that they touch that the match pay-per-view will be off, which we all, I mean... Everyone in there, anyone, you know, Helen Keller would call BS on that, right? Like they, you know, they're they're definitely gonna, they're definitely not gonna touch. You know, they're not gonna, they're not, they're not gonna get suspended. But they end up really did touching, right? They're they like got foreheads, right? Nose and nose, yeah. forehead. What they should have done is not kicked out Tony Schiavone out of the ring. He should have been the moderator. They should have had uh, mics of their own, right? They should have security. In the ring, not like blocking the hard cam, obviously, or the cameras, but security there just in case. Referees, just in case. The agents, just in case. They were going to go at it, right? Just in case. Like, just in case some, some shit was going to break down. And it was just them in the ring. And I liked everything they said. I liked all, I liked the backstory, sitting on your mom's table, talking about, ta- you know, I liked all that stuff. I just wish, God, I wish he didn't say that the line about being real. Like, this is going to be real. I just, I, I know he, he kind of, he messed up there. I'm pretty sure he kind of feels the same way, you know, but that's why I didn't put on my likes. It was almost going to be there, but I think they could have executed the, the segment a little better. Um, and also didn't like the, that part, but, you know, but I like their intensity. I like, I like, at least they, I feel like they want to, they want to fight each other, and and you know honestly, I think this is the match I really want to see the most. Mm-hmm. Is and that's great because it's the main event. That's what that was how we should feel, right? So I mean, everything else I'm kind of like lukewarm on. I mean, I think there'll be some good matches for sure, but but like, you know, this one has more of the meat and potatoes. I think so. All right, what was on your list? Um, I like the Taz promo. Another another Tony Khan reference, but I really like Taz, and I liked. They got it structured really well. They got they got their group really well done. Just give Cage a line or two to kind of just quickly say, and then give it to give it to Ricky to kind of close it out. Right? C- so. Cage is uh, as a promo. Cage is RVD without the charisma. Yes, yes, he's 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 that's that's a good that's a good <laughs> comparison. I think he's just never been a good promo. He's never ever ever been a good promo. It's just not his deal. Uh, which, you know, on a national television wrestling show, you need to have some kind of talking ability. But that's why they gave him Taz, and that's Taz's job. So maybe, but he he needs to show some kind of physical charisma out there while he's standing there. Yeah. You know, that's what that's what he really needs to kind of work and figure out. Or, you know, maybe he just doesn't care. And um, I don't know. Maybe he just doesn't, he's, it's not his deal. He wants to go out there and do his spots and do a bunch of moves. And that's his mentality. Um, and, uh Anyway, but, but Ricky Starks was great. I really like this. I, I feel like they're building to something. Um, the only thing it felt like, which I don't know if it's a spoiler or caused me. To, I mean, I don't think Darby Allen's beating Cody at the pay-per-view. 
But it's kind of made me think like they're building Ricky Starks and Cody back uh, for, you know, another match, which I'd be fine with. Actually. Yeah, that'd I really be great. To see that. I think it'd be great. So I have a feeling like he because, you know, Taz said that he's going to they're going to get involved somehow, some way, have a presence on the pay-per-view. I, I just assume the television title matches or the TNT title matches what they're going to get involved in. So this wasn't on my likes, but I did enjoy it. I thought it, I thought it was really good the way that they did it. Um, the, the and I like I just like Taz. I the, the problem is is Tad Taz comes off as a badass, and we saw him be the comedy announcer for WWE and Impact for so long. So I'm I still sort of feel a little weird when he's you know, cutting these badass promos, because if you go back to when he was a wrestler, like then if you think of him now, you're like, oh, that works. But then if you go back the last 15 years, which he actually had a longer career as an announcer than he did as a wrestler, then you sort of go like, mm, I don't know if I necessarily buy him as a badass, but I, I just think he's so good on the mic. I like, I really love his presentation. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, he's believable, at least when, you know, when he talks and what he's saying, I, I believe that, you know, he might not be able to do it physically, but I, I think he's a perfect mouthpiece for you know Cage, and he doesn't need to be a, a mouthpiece for Starks. But he had some, he had some street cred Starks, right? But guy Starks is, they have something that kid, mm-hmm. man. They really, really, really do. So, and I think I know they, I know they know that too as well. So I'm looking, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping Cody retains against Darby, and I'm hoping that this is the next program. I think I'd be really into this. Uh, program with them you know this is this is also why the nwa as a wrestling organization that they're just never going to be able to compete Mm -hmm. because ricky starks is on their tv and his goal is not to stay on their tv you know thunder rosa very much the same way not saying that she's you know that that she's uh, i I think she's she's good so she, she she will have her suitors but you have so many people who are just like NWA is great until I have the eye of these other two organizations. It's like a a stepping stool to the next, you know, to either AEW or WWE, and that that's why NWA is just going to be what it's what it always is. Yeah, yeah, and that's what Billy Corgan and his team have to really work hard on is just you know keep finding that new talent, that new fresh talent to for their shows because they're not going to be able to compete with WWE or AEW when it comes to money, and you know, a lot, of course. You know, they, they need to get those hungry young kids that are looking for an opportunity. And Ricky Starks was and he took advantage of it and shined. And and, you know, the pandemic hit. Maybe it was, things would have been different. You know, the pandemic didn't hit, you know, because they weren't producing any shows on YouTube or anything. And who knows how their finances are structured. And he's what was Billy Corgan going to do? Like, let the guy sit at home making little money or he's going to let the kid go off and make some decent money. Right? Some of that has to do with Lagana, though, right? When Lagana. Mm-hmm kind of left or got fired or whatever yeah he was he was their point guy okay so on my list is uh and i'll set this up by saying the election coverage was all day tuesday oh yeah all day wednesday a majority even of today as we record this on thursday and so what i really liked about the opener is i liked that they started really hot you have someone in there like MJF who you really care about. He's going to be in one of the big matches on Full Gear. So he's in the match. You're like, cool. And then on the other side, Sammy Guevara was on fire. 
And I just, I'm watching this match thinking like, gosh, I can't wait for this guy to turn baby face in nine months. Cause he's going to be awesome. <laughs> like that's, a, I didn't really care about the match that much as much as I was watching him fire up and do stuff. And I'm just thinking like, man, he's going to be such a good baby face. But I just like the energy of that opener because of, you know, the, the, we're going through some interesting times in, in our life and not all the news is positive. So to start out like really fun like that, I was like, okay, I feel a little bit better. Like I'm, I'm actually watching this TV show. I'm thankful that AEW is on Wednesday nights and similarly NXT because it kind of pulls us out of, you know, this reality of what we're going mm-hmm. through in the, in the real world. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is on my dislikes of where uh I I think Sammy actually outshined MJF and this is supposed I to be the so MJF too. feature, which I think there's a bad move. This match should have been MGF and Ortiz in a singles, right? Jericho, you know, should have said, you know, I want to see what you can do against one of my top agents, right? One of my top dogs. My this guy's vicious, and I want to see if you're tough enough to, you know, to compete with me at full gear. And if you can, and then, you know, let MJF, you know, start slow, but then he finally gets that second gear and that vicious streak and shows he's tough against against Ortiz, and you know, you know, maybe some this is where some blood happens. You know, just see, he does show some some some. Some aggressiveness. I think it got lost. The story they wanted to tell just got lost. Um, Wardlow, they try to, you know, the, the story was that Wardlow was a difference maker for MJF, right? He's always is, right? He's the he's the the ace in the hole for MJF, no matter when he, when he gets in trouble, right? But <laughs> right off the bat, he takes a bump. Wardlow takes a bump for Ortiz right off the bat. And and of course he quickly takes over the match and I think he chokes Land Ortiz and then you know the you know NGF and Wardlow take over but like no like he, he doesn't you don't start off with Wardlow you start off with NGF first right I still think it should have been Ortiz and MGF and you have him go through you know tr- you know all the violence with 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 Ortiz and and he can still do that segment where he attacks Jericho at the end you know I like that part of it but. Um, and also, man, this match drove me nuts too. Like the finish drove me nuts when, when Matt Hardy interfered. He was an, a mask who's he's like was a serpentor again. Another mm-hmm. another guy still that guy guy guy. I gotta watch his gear, man. Ever just taking it and, and hiding out in the crowd and tapping he people. He's so anonymous, even though he's been on the yeah. show so many times. Yeah, he's he, he <laughs> Jericho in a match that we all should forget and wipe from our memories. Um, <laughs> and George Janela too on the opener of the paper last pay per view was pretty bad. And anyways, so and the, during this match, to to have Matt Hardy interfere, the referee Aubrey or Aud, whatever her name is, she has to be distracted. Mm-hmm. So what they do is she just sticks with Ortiz, who's laying on the ground. Like, what are you checking on him for? There's stuff going on the floor. Trying to make sure he was still breathing. Oh Jesus! <laughs> what do you take a drop kick or something stupid? Like something. <laughs> You know, like, it wasn't a major bump or anything. I mean, you have Santana there. You have Jake Hager there, who could have popped up on the apron and distracted her. You know, I just, that's, like, so lazy. Uh, you know, and I was pretty pissed off about that, too. And um, at the end of the, at the, end of the match, I thought, well, shit, Sammy Guevara just outshined MGF. And that wasn't a good, that's, it's, this feature should have been MGF all the way. That's why I think it should have been singles. Okay, give me the psychology 
of that, what you just said, because MJF is pretty secure in his spot. Mm -hmm. But he does know that he needs to raise his game so that people are excited. But he also knows in the back of his mind he's going to attack Jericho. So that's going to be the spot that everyone remembers. But as I'm watching this match, I thought very similar to what you said, which is the focus should have been on MJF, but Sammy turned the focus to him because I thought he was just doing so many cool things. Is it MJF's job to not let Sammy steal the spotlight or is MJF just secure in himself and he doesn't he, he just didn't look at the big picture, which is his match is a little bit higher on that card? Because I was I was wondering, you know, do you you can't really blame Sammy for coming out hot and wanting to look great, but who do you blame in that position? You know, like is it MJF's fault for letting Sammy look so great in that match? No, it's not their fault at all. It's the Booker's fault for not booking it correctly, for putting the situation where MJF would okay, get outshined. But MJF's outshined. still going to get the pin, right? So if you're the Booker, yeah. you're like, here's the match. It's going to end in MJF getting the pin. We'll do some stuff, but that's how MJF's going to get over in the end because he's going to win the match. As the booker, you don't put Sammy Guevara in that match. You keep it one-on-one. There's no need for Sammy Guevara to be in this match. Why even have those guys touch right now? The whole idea was that they're going to, you know, what made this angle is great starting off was the fact that you know, Sammy didn't even like MJF. No, he was already still, kind yeah, of, still yeah. And so right away, they're touching and having a match, just like they're rushing a singles match with Jericho. I think is just crazy why they're doing this. But you know, maybe they have a, another plan. But they had a great storyline that could, they could definitely put, could have kept interesting for damn near six months. They really booked it correctly. Um, no, I think it's Tony Khan's fault. You know, he shouldn't be booking this match this way. And, you know, all MGF showed me on this match wasn't that he was tough and had that killer instinct. He, told, he showed me that he's a good wrestler. Because he was keeping up with Sammy, they did that, mm-hmm. you know, double flip spot, and that was very. He was great, a great wrestler, good mm-hmm. athlete. You know, that's what mm-hmm. that. I didn't find think he was actually tough. And Warlow's tough, right? That's his, that's his uh, ace in the hole. But like I said, I think you, you know, you, you book with Ortiz, who is crazy, the crazy member of the inner circle. They can have a a a, a brawling match, and you know, and he can be you know, testing MJF and finally MJF something clicks where he has to prove himself and he finally does. And maybe he's, you know, knocks, you know, Ortiz in the post and cuts him up and stuff like that. And now he's putting the beating to him. The referee has to stop it because there's too much blood or something. And he looks at freaking Jericho with his blood on his hands. He's like, I'm going to kick your ass. And he's like, I'm going to show how tough I am. I'm not soft or, you know, and then as he's walking out, he, then he still jumps at Jericho and they're fighting and, you know, all that stuff. And then it was weird too about that, that tack on Jericho, like Jericho's smiling, right? Like he's smiling when it, after it happens, like, like the mastermind is, is, is playing the game. Like, mm-hmm. all right, mm-hmm. I'm getting him, I'm getting him fired up. I'm getting that killer instinct so he can be in our group. But then the next match, he's complaining about it. <laughs> so like, it's just fucking all over the map. This show is, you know? All right. Well, what was, what else was on your likes list? Now, <laughs> I, I like that they had a squash match on the show. I like the Nyla Rose uh, Red Velvet match. I liked all like the match itself. I don't understand what the hell they had Vicky Guerrero do with Brandy. Seems just pointless, right? Just her talking trash to Brandy. That, that Brandy didn't do anything about it. Just walks away with <laughs> Red Velvet. So okay, and then she goes to Sheeta and cuts a promo, and then they and then. 
they had like the weakest brawl I've ever seen. Like Nyla was throwing these horrible punches. But the, as a match itself, a squash, I thought, I thought it was good. And I, I was like, oh, okay, cool. We're getting her over and we're getting her, you know, in, you know, get ready for the title match. It's, it's simple stuff, you know, showing, staring down Sheeta at ringside, which I still don't like her being at ringside with the title belt. It just looks so so goofy. But um, it, it seemed like it was just a way to get them to do that spot, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I just, uh, Vicky, Vicky was great in 2008. I don't know about Vicky in 2020, you know, as a character, but I, I think the problem is, is in 2008, she was with the main event guy mm-hmm. and now she's in a bit spot where hopefully she can accentuate not Nyla a little bit, but we're still in this place with the women's division in AEW where, you know, they get the one match every show and they get the one match every pay-per-view, maybe two matches Mm-hmm. But there, there is not a focus on it because I think uh, – I, I don't know 100%. But I think it's just because the matches haven't been that great. So you don't want to continue to put bad matches on television when your whole product is based around a fan base that likes exciting stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean you want to keep it one match for sure when it comes to their roster. I just don't – I just don't – I don't know. Vicky just seems – seems like she's just there. I guess I just at least they gave her something to do. Finally, I mean, she's just been at ringside, you know, hugging the mm-hmm. hugging the guardrail, cheering on the heels or whatever for like weeks now. So, but we'll see how they do at the pay per view. How they have? I mean, they had a you know they had a lot of smoke. They had a smoke and mirrors match. A lot of people love that match, but you know they had a lot of smoke and mirrors, tables, and all that craziness. So, but uh, but I also I think is, I also think what that they was do very, this time? But I also think that was a very smart thing to do for that match because it was actually exciting and it did give us a reason to fire up for Sheeta, you know, beyond the smoke and mirrors. I think it was just smartly booked and, but you're going to have to do that. Like you can't just say, okay, you know, we're going to give you 15 and you're, and you're going to, you know, you're going to do some catches, catch can like, you can't do that with them. Like you have to have some of that stuff, especially because Nyla Rose is the, the just the physical size you know, she's Big Van Vader compared to, to Sheeta. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't give him 15. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. You can't no. do that. So you have to do something no. else. But what are they going to do this match now? Um, I, I mean, I'm assuming Nyla's going to win the title. No, no. Like, as her match. Like, what are they going to do with, uh, like, you know, they weren't went to tables and used chairs the last match they had. So what could they do that's going to step up their game that'd be what i want to see. i want to see that i'm curious about that how they're going to do that see if they can uh, follow it's gotta up be more blunder but what else fuck oh no god what else because who else is having plunder in the show well shit the main event the i quit match is no gonna be, there's gonna be a lot of plunder on this show. so that match you know they're gonna have tables probably ladders and chairs oh my and all that so um well you know I hope no one else does no, that, plunder. That, yeah, and then we're going to see tables, ladders, and chairs, oh my, in, in another month and a half with the WWE pay-per-view. Yeah, but I'm talking about <laughs> this this card right here. But, yeah, it's um, – so I'm, I'm curious about that, you know, part of the pay-per-view. I'm just trying to figure out how I'm going to watch it, where I'm going to watch it. Um, I might even think about going to big days and breaking social distance. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, maybe I'll go hang out with the – I may have to talk some sense to them as they're watching the show. <laughs> <laughs> 
You're gonna ruin, uh, you're, you're gonna ruin his day. That's what you're gonna. I do. know, I know. Oh, honestly, though, I'm actually. I hope it's a good show. I mean, I don't want to sit there and watch a show that's gonna suck. So, um, I mean, they these have good pay per views overall. So, I'm 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 looking forward to. Like I said, I'm I'm really looking forward to that main event. I want to see what they're gonna do. He actually talked to Tony Khan today. They did a podcast. Oh, really? Cool. I was uh, he had, he had hit me up and he was like, "Hey, what do you think about Thursday?" And I was like, ah, like Thursday's the night that I record with John, so that's my priority. And then the Niner game was on, so it's not like I could have fit it in. Got the Niner game. Oh, yeah, the Niner game was terrible. We'll talk a little bit more about that when we talk about Bet Online. But, <laughs> but so, you know, I, I prioritized you, and I was like, nope, can Brian do it? And he's like, yeah, Brian can do it. So then they did it, so I didn't have to do it. I mean, not not like I not I, I wanted to do it. I, I, I mean, I have questions for Tony Khan for sure. Yeah, but, um, yeah. but yeah, I, 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 I wanted to make sure that, you know, that I prioritize this podcast first. Damn straight. Damn straight. All right. So <laughs> I'm interested in your take on this one. I actually liked the Bucks and Private Party. I thought that was a fun match. I like it when, uh, when Matt and Nick kind of, that they handicap themselves in a sense when, you know, like I think it was, what was it? 2019 where Matt basically sold his back for like the entire year. And so now he's selling the foot and Nick's like, what, what are you like? Come on. You know, he's, he's kind of frustrated with him. Private party is still private party. They, I thought they were a little bit better in this match. But I don't know. I just like the dynamic. I like the personality of the Bucks in this match. I liked the style that they wrestled. You know, they they weren't able to do all kinds of nutty stuff because of the injury. And I like the you know, like they were a little bit aggressive. I just like I thought this match was it was more fun than it was good. But I still had a good time watching it. Yeah, I this is my number one dislike. And you want to know my note on this match? Mm. Fuck this match. That's what my note says. <laughs> this is this not your style at all? It just wasn't good. It just wasn't good at all. Like, the psychology was just was out the window. Like, dude, was it a week ago now or two weeks ago that he got pilmanized by Last FTR? week. It was last week. Shit, last week. Just last week he gets pilmanized. And now he's going out there to wrestle. I mean, shit. Imagine if Pillman got, when he got pilmanized, he's out there doing another match the next day well uh, Pim- I mean, we couldn't walk l- legitimately i mean you so. know like or any or <laughs> but, any but, time I, I think i think matt's knee is like legitimately messed up too. well that's and i understand that and that's great i mean not, not great but like you know but they, they're still doing moves he's still firing drop kicks he's still doing stuff like they weren't like they didn't change their style around it like you know they're you know, he was barely selling it. Like he sold it, then he forgot to sell it. So it was just driving me insane. I, I feel like they took out a lot of stuff that they would have done, and it's it's sort of like the New Japan sell in a way where they fire up because they have the adrenaline, and then they do something, and then they sell because they have you know that because they just hurt themselves for doing that it's not it wasn't as good as as a new japan sell but that was more the psychology of their how they were selling that to me that's strong that's strong style japanese style when you get a big suplex and you fire up like this he got he got pilmanized you understand he got he got his leg wrapped in a chair and he stomped on it like it wasn't like 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 i said a back suplex and they're just powering through uh you know the keep going in the match like 
what they should have done is not have a match, honestly. I, I, been- I, I talked to our buddy Paul Fontaine about that. Like, I was trying to remember when they booked this match. Did they book it last week before he got his ankle stomped, or was it a fill in? I couldn't, I actually couldn't remember when the match was booked to, to, for that story. It was a replacement match, right? Because they, because Scorpio Sky came in contact with someone with COVID and they took the match off with Sean Spears and this was the replacement. Yeah. And, and if, and if that is the case, then yes, they did not need to have this match. It was, yeah. Cause like, first of all, what are you desperate to replace Scorpio Sky and Sean Spears? Like, oh, we need our stars on it. They're, people are going to be dis- disappointed. There's no Scorpio Sky and Sean Spears. I know they're not. They're on dark. Who cares about them? Right. What this match should have been, the replacement match should have been Butcher and a Blade versus Private Party. And I'll explain why. Because they, or it could have been Butcher and a Blade versus the Young Bucks. And, and you know, the Blade can go over, whatever. But anyways, like, first of all, it should have been Butcher and a Blade versus, versus Private Party. Because they could, they could beat Private Party and then now you have new challengers set up for whoever's going to win the tag team title match right and what i would have done with young bucks on this show was done a segment uh a vignette talking about the what happened to matt last week talking about the injury he suffered talk to the doctor what's his name samson talk about show some x-rays show that he was lucky that it was you know he it's a minimal sprain or whatever a high ankle sprain what are you know the big what's going on now in the 49ers uh, locker room uh, and <laughs> kind of just kind of just talk about their injuries and then talk about man they have everything on the line putting their career on the line or not the career but putting their title shot on the line you know they can never challenge for the title again if they lose like what this what this big risk is going to be and and then you know then they can they could sell it that way like oh shit you know this is this is it you know now they're have a handicap and now they got to wrestle ftr or the pay-per-view or you could have had him wrestle butcher and a blade and it would have been a different style match because butcher and blade's not going to do the stuff that they can do and matt's going to see if he can go and gut through it and see you know and this is going to be a big test for them and guess what they lose but you know what? It doesn't affect their title match because it's already signed. And they do beat FTR. Now you have perfect setup for Butcher and Blade versus the Young Bucks down the line. You're like, it's just, it was just, first of all, like I said, he should not be wrestling. It was just stupid. Like, he, you don't do a heavy angle like that. Ah, oh, it drove me nuts. And then the match itself, like I said, the party party's private party. A lot of a lot of stuff was like you know mistimed and slowly executed. A lot of guys waiting around, waiting for guys to get in position. Um, I will say this though, Cassidy, I've been really hard on him. Mm-hmm. He's definitely improving a lot. Like he's, I'm talking about like in the gym. He's getting his body, you know, looking good. Um, he's adding some. Looks like he's adding some muscle, or at least he will be adding some muscle. Looks like he's he's really he's really hitting the gym hard. And, you know, he's he's a talented kid. It just now he just had a terrible look and now it looks like he's correct. Now he's not wearing his singlet anymore. He, just, he has a long trunks on. So that's cool. But what drove me nuts about this match, he goes up the top rope and he gets shoved off the top rope. and He takes this big forward bump, rolled bump and hits the, the apron. Right. Boom. He just crashed. And it was a nasty looking bump. It looked rough. Right. 
And then he's like fine, like in the minutes later. Now he now he's now he's hot. He gets a hot tag. Now he's flying all the place. And that shit just drives me nuts. Why waste these freaking spots? Just like I talked about last week at Adam Page. Like you do that crazy shove off the top rope and you hit your do the bump on the apron, like that's something you can use for a finish. This is something you use for a finish. Why are they just wasting these stupid big spots? Just be just stupid. Like some so whoever the agent are is needs to like tell them like guys we should save that for when it really means something if you're just gonna make a comeback and not gonna mean shit let's not do it but let's do it when it's gonna directly affect the finish or an injury angle or something like it's just stupid i mean they can they could they didn't need that spot it was it was it meant nothing it meant absolutely nothing and you automatically make people forget about it and when you're risking your freaking health and your spine just because what so it's just a big bump on the fucking apron who gives a shit all right i'm gonna save the last thing that i liked because it relates to the things that i disliked <laughs> well i'm done so are you ready to move to dislike oh yeah oh, let's let's get it all right what is your first dislike Oh shit! Well, I already talked about two of them, <laughs> so we'll go right down to Adam Page sit down interview with uh, Jim. Okay, Rose. this is on my list too. I don't know. Am I supposed to like this guy now, or am I still supposed to like this guy? I I didn't really understand like who I'm supposed to cheer for. I know Kenny is the heel, right? At least he comes off as a heel to me. I mean, he's being very arrogant with the cocky. fake house and the fake dog. Yeah, 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 all that. But like Adam Page, like okay, are I, I don't know if I like you either. Like you're just kind of like you're supposed to be this drunk or or what? What happened to the cowboy shit guy? What happened to the badass they were building up? He's he seems like a very insecure person right now. Oh God, <laughs> that's what that's what I got of it was like he's sort of fake confident, like he's but he's very insecure and. I don't know if this was purposely done, but Jr. is calling him out on his bullshit like he's his therapist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what I want to see from one of my top baby faces. I want to see the the insecure baby face. That's going to fucking be great. Like, this is... I, I don't know. I was just confused. I was like... I. It just made me less interested in the match. And then, of course, after the, the tag match, when... They FTR came out and attacked the Bucks again, and he threatened to pilmanize Matt Jackson again, which they were up, you know, poor Cash or was on the top rope waiting for an eternity for someone to run in to make a save, and here comes Adam Page stumbling out. Oh, by the way, I forgot to point out that at the finish of the Young Bucks match with Private Party. You know, they do that double knee gimmick, right? Like the comic way, kind of like their, mm-hmm. you know, tag team mm-hmm. version of it. And so Matt, of course, hits uh, whoever it was, Quinn with the, uh, I think it was Quinn, with his bad knee, that's bad leg that's hurt. He covers one, two, three, and then sells the wrong leg. <laughs> I didn't notice that. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, God. It's probably get four and three quarter stars by Dave Meltzer, by the way, tomorrow. I'm sure it was. Now I'm going to have to go over his house and just <laughs> get my chart out and just explain this. About the- Anyways, um, but yeah, this sit-down interview with uh, with uh, Adam Page has just left me confused and not and not interested in their match at, at Full Gear. I, I thought the same thing. I, I was a little confused at... 
I don't know. Like, I would love to be like in the meeting, or maybe the, maybe there is no meeting, but you know, maybe the little like mm-hmm. the the two minute. Okay, Jr., this is what we want to do because Jr. was trying to pull something out of him, and he could not get whatever he was mm-hmm. trying to pull out of him out of him. You know, for whatever reason. But similarly, I don't think Tony Schiavone was able to pull out whatever they were trying to get out of Omega either. I was just left like, uh, uh, like sort of confused about what the whole reason for those two segments were. Mm-hmm. Omega yeah. goes, oh, you know, th- this is not really my house. This is not really my dog. Uh, okay, why? Like, then why are we there? Like, are you, is it because you're trying to be a heel or you're trying to be a dick? Like, none of that was explained. So from the get, like right immediately – because I'm not really sure what they're trying to do, I kind of lose, you know, I lose interest in, in the rest of the interview. And I can see, Tony, you know, Tony is, that's, you know, we've, we've been saying on this show that that's the thing that he's really good at is doing these sit-down things. And I didn't get the same energy mm-hmm. out of Omega as, as, uh, as I saw Tony was trying to get out of him. So I thought both of those things were a fail. But then they kind of played on a little bit with that video, with that Cinderella song. What was the song? Uh, when they song. did the video package, uh, yeah, don't yeah. know what you got till it's gone or whatever. Yeah. So that was sort of, you know, it was a little, it, it was fun and it was goofy and it had the song and that was cool. And But if that's the story, which is like this kind of, I don't know, pretend sadness over this friendship they needed to show a little bit more in those first two those first two interviews to set up that video package to make us feel like because the the only thing that i felt do, uh, with the video package is oh they're just making fun of the whole thing it was entertaining yeah. and i liked it and i liked the song but because those first two interviews didn't really hit the spot i don't think that it, it necessarily related that well and this feud is like ever post title loss. It's you know Omega's like done with tag team wrestling. He wants to get back to being the guy, the ace of AEW. You know he's he's you know he wants he just wants to concentrate on himself, right? And then and then for weeks, Paige is like confused, like oh no, we're cool, we're gonna be tagging it again, <laughs> like uh, you know like the it just just it's just just I don't know what the hell they're thinking. This that this would I wish you would have been on that damn interview with Tony Collin. Can, can you explain the storyline <laughs> for everyone out there who was left scratching their head after last? Uh, Look, I would I would have probably been. I, I think I think I, I think people may have thought I would have been a jerk on that show because Dave and Brian why? love AEW. They love that television show, and I think the reason why they love it so much is because they've been just reviewing you know, raw and impact for the last, you know, 15 years. That it's just a different show. It's, it's a little bit of a, a, a different style. And so I think they enjoy it. But yeah, I mean, if I was, I would have asked him some pretty pointed questions um, that I've been thinking about asking him, but not, not like I don't like this show. Like I, I do like it. Like, you know, my, my likes and your likes and dislike and dislikes are a lot different because I like the energy of this show generally but I, yeah, would have had I would have had a few questions for him about certain things about what they're trying to do 
But um, but yeah, you know, it's fine. Like I didn't, I didn't need to, to be on that interview, but it would have been it would have been fun to do because I you know because we we talk about the show every week, so it's pretty it's pretty fresh about the things that we talk about. One day, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure we'll get him back. You know, the next pay per view or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I hope you do. I hope you do. I think you would have some great questions for him. Do you think someone could have told Omega to dress up for this goddamn interview? Like, why is he wearing pajama pants and or what the hell he's wearing? He just, he just looked like a bum. Like, I don't man, think- I, I'm just glad he wasn't wearing the short shorts. I, I was happy that he had whatever those pants were on. Oh shoot! Okay, uh, uh, what they should have done? He should have been like in a gamer chair, mm-hmm. and he should have been playing like WWE 2K with like his character made and Adam Page. He's like, I'm going over what my strategy is going to be. Actually, he should be playing the new AEW game. Right, that's coming. Fun. That's what you sh- that's what you should. And they could have nice. That that would have been probably perfect. Uh, Kenny Omega stuff there, but uh, yeah, I was just like, yeah, I'm glad you felt the same way because I was confused, you're confused, and I felt the whole world probably confused by that segment. Yeah, I, I, I do think that they're going to have a good match, and and I think ultimately, I think sometimes what they fall back on is just this idea, like, okay, you know, we're trying this stuff out. If it doesn't work, at the end of the day, they're still going to have a good match, and that's mostly what people are going to remember. I don't know if that's necessarily the right way to look at it, and maybe, maybe they don't look at it. Maybe I'm just thinking that they do but understanding that you know they're they're still only a year in when it comes to this stuff and they do have this reputation already that you know the pay-per-views are are generally pretty good i think the last one was was the one that i thought you know was probably the worst one but yeah you're right you know when you have that mentality of like okay like no matter what these guys are going to go in the ring I think maybe you you can take a little bit of that for granted, but there's some things that they definitely have to shore up because I, I and look, it's just some of it is I in my brain this storyline goes this way, and I'm excited for it to go this way, and it just doesn't go the way that I think. And to some people, maybe it does go the way that they think it should go, but to me, I think this this storyline should have been a lot better because I was so intrigued with Omega. Remember at the last show when, when him and, and he, you know, he was, but he was going to clock page with that chair after they lost their titles. And then I was like, Ooh, this is going to be really cool. Whatever story they tell. And they just didn't tell the story that I thought they were going to tell. Yeah. I mean, the early stuff they did in this program, like remember that one time where I might've been when they were going to win the titles where like Adam Page is setting up for his uh, uh, buckshot Larry, but looked like he might be gunning for yeah. Omega. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that stuff was good. They had some really, like they had a really good beginning, and it's just like the Matrix series. They just don't know how to end it, yeah. <laughs> you know. Like so, we'll, but we'll see. I mean, I'm sure the match will be good. I'm sure we'll have a, the typical Kenny Omega match. It's going to be a lot of moves. It's going to be a lot of kickouts, and you know, of course, they're in that position. They they should have that kind of match, but. Um, I just hope we don't see fucking Adam Page and the One Wing Angel and Kenny Omega having second thoughts about delivering it. Uh, <laughs> I'll just probably throw my. It might be the other way around, right? It might be Page is ready to kill this dude with a lariat, and then he oh, has God. second thoughts. Second thoughts about winning a match is great. Um, how, okay, how, how many V triggers? What's the over under on the number of V triggers in this match? Hmm, I'll say about ten. That that I think that's a little high. I'm, I would set it at around six or seven, and then you know you you would bet the over because you think it's ten. But uh, yeah, I, I think I think we're gonna see a lot of V triggers. 
I, I don't know. I think the match is going to be good. There's just a little bit. So there's something in the back of my mind where this match and maybe the tag team match for for the expectation of the fans, expectation of of, of myself, it feels like they're going to slightly underdeliver. Hmm. Yeah, I mean the the well the main the tag match you know Matt Jackson the story there should be his ankle well, now, and leg now he's got to sell yeah fuck after we saw that on Wednesday I'm a little worried about that so well hopefully FTR can kind of control it more and they will they're recalling it and everything in there so uh, I'm hope it's they're probably gonna be two long matches obviously right so that's why I think they're probably gonna be over 20 minutes each yeah and I, I would so we'll. So. Yeah, for sure. But all right, what else, else is on, on your, your list? dislike list? I overall I did not like the Miro Trent match. I thought it was too long. Like I just thought, like, why are they going two segs with this sucker? Like, um, I'm just not into this feud. And then I'm getting like, I'm like watching it, and I'm like, why can't he just destroy Trent, or at least, 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 least be a little more dominant than he is and just back and forth too back. I don't know. It just went too long for me. I just okay. Can you answer something for me? It was, was Trent supposed to slip off the rope before Miro? I don't put, think so. I don't think so either. No, no, he wasn't. He, that was, that was, no, he was going to, he was going to springboard into the, the leg kick. Okay. The, okay. The, the, yeah. Well, you know, but, but both shows had two slips. On yeah, top. Yeah, Shotzi, yeah. Yeah. Shotzi did her, her deal. So, um, yeah, I just wasn't just not, you know, just, I mean, because I'm just not into this feud at all because it's just ridiculous. What about Jericho calling him Beretta? Oh, he was calling Trent Beretta? Yeah, he was just calling him Beretta. He wasn't even calling him Trent. He was just calling him Beretta the whole bad. Oh, that's funny. Maybe he wants him to have a last name because it's just ridiculous. He's just Trent. But um, <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know. I just wasn't into this match at all. Just wasn't doing anything for me. You know, Miro is... Just about the perfect wrestler for that company. If you take away the gimmick, yeah, I mean he'd be awesome if he came in as a killer and he's just. But they even they even people. call the finisher the you know the old uh, accolade or whatever they call game it the over. game over. I know so we're never yeah. getting away from this. No, no, he's he's he loves his twitch. It's like I know you love your twitch, bro. It's great. You're a success on it. God bless you making extra money on that sucker. But damn, you're going to be a variation of the Bulgarian brute here, right? And you're going to be an ass kicker. You know who else loves struggle. video games? Brock Lesnar. You know who doesn't talk about video games ever? Brock Lesnar. Now, I don't I don't know if he likes video games or not. No, he does not. He doesn't have a TV. <laughs> Remember, he doesn't have a TV he's in his house. He has hunting magazines. He That's right. He has hunting magazines and he has uh, Rena Mero there. Mm-hmm. So it, he's busy. He's going to mount his wife and has his course. But he's going to have a... what? A Coors Light? What do you say? Yeah, <laughs> he's gonna mount his wife and have a Coors Light. Okay, you, so know, what, you know that was like uh, is that is that like eleven years ago or something? Two thousand nine is the greatest one of the greatest nights of my life. Ooh, eleven years ago, that's I nothing. ran around and cheered in my house, and I was living with Tom Caster and CJ <laughs> Perez. I was so nervous that he was gonna lose that freaking fight, and when he locked on them, and thank God, Carwin gassed out and. I was so happy that day. It was a great day. I went over and I went. I, just, I wasn't even living with Katrina yet. Or we're just dating. I went over and I, said, I came into her house, her parents' house. I walked and busted up. I'm like, Brock Lesnar won the match. <laughs> I was like, pumped, dude. I was so pumped. And uh, 
But anyways, yeah, Brock Lesnar video games. My God. <laughs> oh shit, we're all in trouble if you listen to this show. <laughs> all right, uh, oh, you are. Can, can we move on to NXT? Yeah, I'm done. I'm I'm good. Go. All right, before we move on to NXT, uh, let's talk about this 49er game a little bit. No. Oh my God. I. Well, what do you expect? Yeah, the B squad. Out. Yeah, it it was the uh, like second week preseason. Uh, that was the roster that threw out there because of a all the ankle injuries and b the positive test by Kendrick Bourne when it comes to COVID nineteen. But I guess he then tested negative, so maybe they're thinking it's a false negative. Mm-hmm. But because he had uh, Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk and Trent Williams sort of within, you know, the, when they do the contact tracing, those guys couldn't play either. So. Oh my God, I was so sad watching this game because the Packers, who, who the Niners beat handily last year, two times, uh, the Packers got the laugh, got the laugh this time. I, 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 I kind of figured that they were going to, you know, they're going to take advantage of them and they were not going to feel regret at all because the Niners handled them last year. But I was at that game at San Clair versus the Packers, oh yeah. that route. Oh yeah. So but I was there and as a, uh, in, Tickets were given to me by a friend of the show, my old ring announcer from Premiere, Kevin Lacey. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Kevin Lacey. Big Kev. Big Kev. That's awesome. Great. Uh, oh, so the, uh, the the spread, the Packers were only favorite. I mean, the Niners were at home, but home field advantage doesn't seem to really mean a lot when there are no fans in the stadium. Packers were favored by two and a half. I was just like, ah. They're probably winning by double figures, and they'll probably pile it on a little bit in the second half. They didn't really pile it on much in the second half, but they did win by double figures, 34-17. So if you had the Packers plus two and a half, great, good for you, happy for you, sad for me. But um, hopefully you did that on bet online because bet online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season you can get in on their season opening bonuses today start off wagering on wins division and championship futures all day every day so head to bet online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses don't forget to use the promo code blue wire at betonline.ag blue wire all in one word Bet online, your online sports book experts. Well, you know what? Uh, I hope this. Do we do we know if Blue Wire? I mean, not Blue Wire. If Bet Online, excuse me, has a COVID bet. Like, will this game be canceled because of COVID? I think they should put that on their list. Gosh, I'm, <laughs> I don't know if they do. I, I don't think they do. But man, yeah, like, I, mean, I thought I, the Niner game was going to get pushed back at least to Sunday, and they were like, nope, you guys are playing on Thursday. I'm like, these guys barely have a roster. How are you making these guys play on Thursday? NFL, the evil NFL. Man. Um, yeah, you know, I was hoping, you know, because I always hope the Niners would win, but when, when I saw they had Crackalackin as their wide receiver, I was like, oh, <laughs> man. I don't know if Crackalackin's good, but then he almost made that touchdown. Yeah. Do we just hold on that damn ball? But, but you know, eh, it's... Ri- uh, what was his name? River... <laughs> I call him Crackalackin. That's all I can remember saying. River something. Yeah, ri- ri- River something. And then I, I I tweeted. I was like, come on, River. And then I put in parentheses, not a phrase I ever thought I would use talking about football. 
Uh, okay, let's talk about the NXT show. Um, I will start out with the likes, and I'll, I'll give one like and one dislike all in the same breath. Yeah, I know which way you're talking about. Well, I really liked the wrestling on the show, but I hated almost every finish on the show. Like it, like uh, like the 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 wrestling was really solid, um, but I did I didn't like the finish on the Shotzi match in any way whatsoever. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's almost, um, and and the look, I, I get I get the the um, the Killian Dane thing. I, I get that you know there, there's there is a program there, but um, you know it just it just, whenever I see stuff like that because main roster WWE does it so often. I just go like, oh, can you like leave that at main roster WWE and give and give me, you know, no, normal clean finishes in NXT. But at the end of the day, you do have to do that stuff to advance angles. So that one in, in that sense, I wasn't too bothered. It just reminds me too much of like Monday Night Raw. But um, but yeah, like I like I really like the wrestling up and down the show. I thought some of the like the two women's matches I thought started really slow but picked it picked up in the end, and I'll just give out you know my other really strong like and and you may be surprised but I really liked the main event and I thought the dream like stepped up his game so much in a way that uh, the things that I have been kind of on his case about like the last several weeks. I kind of pulled them all back on this match. It, it was it was Ciampa's match, you know. He was he was the one who, who went over really strong, but I thought Dream was pretty darn good in that match. So the wrestling overall, I was really happy with the wrestling, but some of the finishes and kind of the goofy stuff, I w- was one of my my main uh, my main dislikes. Um, yeah, this is on my like too. This is the this is the this is uh, this is the best match of the night. For both shows, um, they they had a hell of a main event, and Dream looked good. Tommaso looked good. They have great chemistry together. I love the intensity. I love Dreams. I love his selling out because he's so different. Like he doesn't sell like everyone else. Like he he he's he's of course a big fan of Macho Man and and those era guys. Like he just so he he takes a lot from Macho Man. If you watch Macho Man, he bumps and stuff. He just doesn't. His just his just doesn't bump like everyone else. So. um no, I thought this was great. The finish was freaking awesome. That that roll into the that DT, his mm-hmm. legs like rolled into the ropes mm-hmm. and he hit his finish. I was like, holy cow! So and he, I yeah, mean, he's he's athletic as hell. So he he, oh, he did yeah, he yeah. did it so smoothly. And everything was built good, like the the cast stuff. Though he did punch him once with the cast. I thought uh, <laughs> maybe you should have done that. But like other than that, I thought this match was freaking just awesome. They 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 tore they tore the house down. Yeah, I I was, you know, I, I'm watching him kind of with a fine, you know, with with a with a, a magnifying glass because I just think that sometimes WWE puts him in positions where I don't think he succeeds. But with Ciampa, like Ciampa, really made sure that this match was 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 just top notch, and it was it was a main event. Like this is what, when when you're watching a main event on wrestling like this is what you want to see you want to see uh you know two guys who are upper echelon who go out there and they have a fight and it's meaningful and you Mm -hmm. get a clear winner and the other guy who maybe doesn't win looks awesome like this I, i feel like this is the best dream since i can't even remember i was like this is like oh this is the guy that i liked before 
you know, this year. And I saw, I thought, I thought that, I thought they hit everything, all, all the points that they tried to hit in this match. I think they got all of them. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think so. This is definitely his best match since he returned. I also think this is, uh, now it's time to kind of, you know, maybe take some time off of him of TV and kind of bring him back with that flamboyant look. Like I, I miss his color. I miss the, the purple. I know like with the cast, you know, he's focusing on the cast. So he had it purple. And maybe that's why he's wearing a lot more black and white and just kind of, you know, emphasis on the cast. But like now that this is over with, let him, you know, t- take him, t- get him t- off TV for like maybe three to four weeks and then have him come back, you know, with the, just the, I missed the, the purple and I missed the pink and all that kind of stuff. I, he did that made that to me, that made him stand out above anything else. It was just his, his, his gimmick. So I just want to see more back that when he comes back. So similarly, the Kushida Cameron Grimes match, I, I, I mostly liked the match too, but just the no. kind of the goofiness with the ref stuff in the end was kind of frustrating. But um, I, I don't know. I, I I didn't put this on the on my likes or dislikes uh, I, either. But I I mean I don't know. They're they're trying to create something. Um, Storyline, I, I don't know. Like the Cameron Grimes, I guess you can't have a regular match with Cameron Grimes without playing into the to the Loomis thing from the week before because well, they just had it. Yeah, so I just get that part. Um, but I, I thought you know the match, like again, the match was fun, and I like the submissions, and I like both guys. But then just the goofiness in the end to play into that storyline was the part that I didn't like. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I had this as my dislike. Just, just the finish, not the match. The finish itself, I just didn't. And like, and like, like you, I understand what they're doing. I get it. And you know, lucky for Cameron Grimes, he's just can he can pull this off and not be really hurt by it. Um, I still think he's they're gonna have some big plans for him because he's been just been a tremendous ta- tremendous performer. And uh, I just didn't. I just was it was a little bit too too goofy for me and. You know, I was kind of hoping now that the Dexter Loomis thing was over with, you know, we'd get. Yeah, I, I, he's another guy who probably would have took off this week's mm-hmm, TV, mm-hmm. you know, or maybe did a, a segment where he's being interviewed and he gets kind of spooked and maybe, ha- I don't know, he could, I don't know, just, I just, I wasn't a fan of it. Like, as like you. Okay, so did you have the McAfee thing on your likes or dislikes? I had on my likes. I liked, I liked, uh, liked the whole thing. I liked, thought it was great. It kind of reminded me, you, you say WWE, I, it kind of reminded me of the, a little bit of Nitro days when someone would show up and I like, I like the, I like the, the production of the, all this, you know, I like the, uh, him grabbing the camera and just being toy. He's such a great heel, man. He's so unlikable. Mm-hmm. Like I want to see his, get his ass yeah, kicked. Yeah. 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 I, I would and say, just, I would say the only thing that I thought is that. Like I, now, I, I would, I sort of, I would love to know what the idea of this thing was, but it felt like, it felt like this thing was like twenty minutes, like it felt like it was an extended thing to give because because they know that he's hot, they know that he did such a great job at Halloween Havoc, and now it's like okay, we're gonna give you a little bit longer of a segment to see if you can carry this thing. I thought it was a little bit too long. But I still thought it was pretty darn good, and I'm I'm just so impressed by the way that he uh, he handles you know the that kind of segment. Now I wonder I, it, it would be interesting because one of the things about this time, if you're a Pat McAfee, he doesn't have to deal with a 
up and down crowd, right? He doesn't have to deal with sometimes you have those WWE crowds that'll that you know will just be anti whatever you're trying to do. So I think this is actually good for him because he, well, he's he a heel, just, so let him boo, you know? But, like, well, I mean, but it still throws a lot of these guys off sometimes where, you know, the people are trying to scream what during their thing and, and whatever. But I do like I, – I mean, it's a great opportunity for him be, because he can just do what at his own pace and he doesn't got to worry about the crowd. He doesn't, worry, he doesn't have to pause. He doesn't have to look at the crowd. He can do it at his own pace. And I think, you know, for a guy who has been doing this for a long time – I, I, I still I still have this kind of bad taste in my mouth uh, from him because of the fact that he, just his pro sports kind of gimmick I thought was a little heavy handed. But in WWE or in NXT, I think these last two weeks he has raised his game to a level that, you know, there's not many guys in on all the brands who feel like they can cut that heat. Like, you know, there's some people in the, obviously, you know, you got someone like the Miz. If, if the Miz wasn't so played out, he could cut a promo like that to where you just hate him, but he's so played out. So he can't do that. Pat McAfee is fresh. We are not sick of him yet. And so he can do this. And I think he just, the last two weeks, he's just hit home runs. Yeah, he's just a he's just natural. I think he'd be okay with a live crowd. I mean, they had a live crowd there. There was people yelling stuff at him, but I, I very think, very um, programmed though. Those guys, those guys. I I know some people who have been on that that board. They're telling people exactly what to say every time. The people that are on the on the in the, in the audience is yeah. There's a there's like a a video. There's like a director who's saying, okay, get ready. Now you're gonna boo. Get ready. Now we're going to start. Oh, no, 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 not not the Thunderdome people. I'm talking about the people that are at ringside. Oh, the people like slamming the boards or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but no, I think he would be fine. I think he's just a natural. He's just he's like a duck to water to this stuff. Um, I didn't mind the length of it because he was carrying it so well. It would never got boring um, to me. I liked how it continued that they're leaving and we're falling now. Um I, first of all, let's let's take it, let's give a shout out to Tom Caster, referee Tom Caster, taking a great bump in his match with uh, Killian Dane and Drake Maverick and Everrise. He you know deleted all this craziness, so that was that was pretty cool. Um, it was a hell of a hell of a bump. Um, and then you know I like that you know they did protect Killian in in the brawl. Like he took a, all of them to kind of beat him down, and I love how Killian came out to continue it and. Now I know they're setting up a, obviously a Killian Dane and Pete Dunn match mm-hmm. with you know uh, Pete Dunn you know slamming the card the, the sorry the SUV door on um, Killian Dane and I get that I get that they're setting that up hopefully they don't do it next week right hopefully it takes uh, maybe two weeks to let let Killian recover a little bit you know and um, but I was kind of like thinking man what if it was McAfee that did it. I know, I know, I know, like, the match is, their building is done and killing it. I know. And I know you don't want to waste McAfee wrestling, like, you know, multiple times. You know, you want you want to keep it few and far between to keep it special as possible. But what if, like, he did it? Like, you were expecting him to do it. And, like, all of a sudden, like, yeah, he's a loud mouth. And we know he's a good athlete because he had a good match with Adam Cole. But, oh, shit, man. We didn't expect this kind of vicious streak in him, you know? That he can go to that next that next level, and um, I thought that would have been interesting. Uh, either way, it, I mean, it didn't really affect my 
I was just thinking of my, you know, myself, I'm like, oh, I wonder if that would have worked. But anyways, I, I liked, uh, I liked the whole thing. I liked, you know, Pete Dunn. I, I, you know, I didn't, even, I totally forgot about Pete Dunn and Roger Strong's mm-hmm. match. And, you know, that, that they brought, I love how he told the whole story and made sense. And I like that undisputed era did not come out the show and interrupt them. Right. I, I like, they need to have time for the heels to get some heat. Mm-hmm. And, um, I assume next week during that tag team title match that, this is where we'll see the return of Undisputed Era, but or at least a couple of them. So we'll 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 see what happens there. All right, we kind of went all out of order and all out of whack because all okay. all of my things kind of fit in, into the same thing. But um, yeah. what what else was on your likes list? Um, it's just a simple two little segments: uh, the EO and Rhea R- uh, Ripley segments. So just promos. I I thought it's just simple, just simple. Like you know, EO wants to challenge Rhea, and Rhea wants the match, of course. Um, I just, I just enjoy that. I just like, oh, let's get to it, right? Let's get this match because this is a match I've been wanting to see for a while now. So one on one match between the two. So I, I am, oh God, are they going to do it on TV or are they going to do it at Takeover? That's interesting. Um, you know, it's a big match for television, so they they probably do it there. Either way, I'm just excited for it to happen, and um, and when it does, I think they'll have a a great match. All right, was that it on the likes? That's it. Yeah. What about dislikes? Um, we talked about the Kushida Grimes match. I did not like Tony Storm with Shotzi. Too long. I, th- I thought I it picked th- up at the end, but yeah, it, it started out really slow and it was a very long match. I felt they could have done at least with the at least with a heel, you know. I I don't know. I don't know, maybe Tony is now Tony seems like a baby face now, Yeah, right? Just baby face. I just didn't like the I think you could have done this. In a shorter match it didn't have to be this back and forth and match it you know they could have just cut the time out and did something shorter they could have cut this match down the leg whatever it was. i didn't know how long this match was but it just seemed like it was longer like i would cut it down in like maybe six or seven minutes and i would have saved that time and throw bronson out there to just destroy someone you know like it just to get over um and keep building him up uh i just in the finish of her just all of a sudden stopping and Watching this video that seemed like that took a long time and and her getting rolled up like a goofball. I don't know. I just. I just yeah, Shotzi didn't look great. And also Tony as this baby face taking advantage of mm-hmm. a clear thing. Not that not that it made her look like a heel or anything in any way, but it it, it didn't do anything for her at, at the same time. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just didn't like I just didn't like the execution. And I think Shotzi, too, after she missed the that springboard she was trying to go for and she fell. I think uh, she kind of got frazzled from that a little mm-hmm. bit. So she was off for a while and, um, you know, but yeah, this wasn't uh, a good match. I just, I just think it was a shorter. I, you know, I don't, I don't mind them having a program. I think it makes sense. I thought it was a little weird how they did that. I don't know. I just think they could have done something different. Okay. But what about the overacting at the end? Because I, I was trying to figure Short out shots. Yeah, like so. Okay, yeah. so so Candice is running over her tank. I know she's crying like he ran over her baby. Right. Like I was yeah, like, yeah, okay, yeah, like yeah, what yeah. what should be the proper emotion here? Maybe like it should be like just anger. Like I yeah, just want to kill this too. girl for doing this. Yeah. And she sobbed like uncontrollably instead. I know. Maybe that thing when her helmet when it got stolen and she was like all depressed online <laughs> yeah, and just. I guess. And the Triple uh, right, H had a right, new right, one. Right, because that was real. 
that was Triple H had a new one made for her, but right. luckily they were able to recover the original. I didn't even think about. So that. maybe they're maybe they're planning to that. But I think they're yeah, you're, I think you're right. The emotion should have been to me I, too. I thought she should be angry, angry. Then Tony could have been like maybe want to go shake her hand after a, a match, and they kind of like she kind of swipes Tony's hand away, and she's pissed, yeah. you know, or she storms off, or whatever, you know. But, but I hope that tank's gone for a while. <laughs> I like. I mean, I don't mind it actually, but you know, I, I like. Like I said, I like shots and stuff. Well, I mean, she proved in this Halloween Havoc build that she didn't need that other stuff. Like she, it was just her personality on the stage being the, mm-hmm. you know, being the host of that show. So I, I, I sort of think that the tank and all that stuff is a is a little bit of a handicap for her. Like it's something that in the beginning you use it to to get over, but at the end you're like, no, now my personality is over. I don't really need that stuff anymore. I don't even know, like, you know, it was weird because she cut that promo earlier about, like, looking forward to wrestling Tony, and she got to pick her opponent, and she wanted to, you know, always wanted to wrestle her. She's excited. Then she comes out so angry, and I don't think they really explained what she was angry about. Like, you know, to me, it didn't seem like they really explained at all about the tank and everything, and it wasn't until, like, she was shoving Tony around. They're like, Maybe she thinks Tony did something to her tank. Like, what? <laughs> you know, like they didn't even, I don't, unless I missed it, I fast forward to something. Like, I, don't, I, 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 didn't, even, I, I, I didn't know either. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of confusing and I think confusing for the crowd too, I think. But they, they, I know they finally got it going and, and I know they want Shotzi to have a competitive match and cause they, you know, they see big things for her in the future. And I just didn't think it was a time for that to have that kind of match with Tony. I think it, they could have gotten a shorter like time and and cut to the to the to the angle at the end. I mean, they use uh, you know Caden Carter for all these matches or um, her tag team partner. I mean, if if they were just going to do like a you know, if you just want to put Tony over, you could put her over with one of those women and it'll be shorter. You know, the the crowd doesn't expect either of them to to you know to stay with Tony for that long. Trying to think what heels they have on the roster for women that she can wrestle. You know, they have a lot of baby faces on the women's side, right? Yeah. So, yeah. as long as it wasn't Jesse Kamea, I'm fine. I mean, they could have done a. Yeah, that would been tough. <laughs> you know, they, they both they both need someone in there, and, and I think Tony still herself is getting her yeah her legs back under her too. Yeah. You know, but you know she she came off like a she, you know she always comes off like a rock star, and you know she has this like a personality where you kind of want to cheer for that girl. You know. So. All right. Anything else on the dislikes? That's it. That's it for me. Yeah, that is it for me too. Um, Okay, so that is going to be it for here. So like I said, I'll be back with Andy Marshall on Saturday night. It'll probably be actually closer to Sunday morning than Saturday night because we're going to record probably a little bit later than normal. But what I'm going to do is generally John and I come back on Monday with our WCW Saturday night review. I think I'll just tack it on the end so you'll hear John and I a day earlier and, you know, that that Saturday night, Sunday morning show will actually be in lieu of the Monday show. So um, so that's what we'll do for next week. But um, but yeah, so that, that was that was uh, pretty good. I, you know, I, I, I do. I'm crossing my fingers for AEW because I think they need to have a really good show again you know we're talking about what's going on in the real world it is a nice 
thing to have like wrestling, you know, something wrestling related mm-hmm. to kind of take your mind off of that. So they're going to provide that for their fan base, but also, you know, they, I think they need to have a good show, especially because the last show was probably not up to par for, for a pay-per-view. You're asking people to pay 50 bucks when WWE goes, Oh, here you can have all of our shows for $10 a month. You really, you really do need to have good shows to charge people fifty bucks a month. UFC can do it, you know. Actually, they charge like sixty-five bucks a month. They've generally done a, a really good job of that. So I think, I think it's you know, the, not not to say the AEW has pressure, but I think they need to have a good show here for the fan base because uh, it, for just for the timing and also you know that you need to you're building, you're still building a company, and you want people to know that okay, when I pay my fifty bucks, like. You know, I'm I'm going to get a good show, and so I think they I think they need to deliver here, and I hope that they do. Yeah, me too. I hope so too as well. Okay, so for John, I'm Double G. We will see you on Sunday, Sunday morning. See you when we see you. Peace out. <laughs>